Turn your radios off. It's about to be lit. It's going down. It's crazy. It's now the high school holla. Hold your airwaves, Hoster. Holla, Chicago! Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports, the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. It's IHSA State Football Playoff time, baby. Let me just say congrats to the 22 CPS teams from the Chicago Public League that have made it into the state playoffs, repping for the city of Chicago. Hollers out to the lone CPS school represented in the Class 1A, the Orr Spartans. Class 2A has two schools, the Harlan Falcons and Collins. Class 3A, three schools, the Dunbar Mighty Men, the Clark Eagles, and Urban Prep Inglewood Lions. The Class 4A, four schools represented, the Al-Rabi Raiders, Sullivan Tigers, Ag Science Cyclones, and the Clemente Wildcats. Class 5A, six schools represented, the Peyton Grizzlies, the Back of the Yard College Prep Bobcats, Phoenix Military Academy Firebirds, Brooks Eagles, High Park Thunderbirds, and the Edmondson Vikings. Class 6A, three schools, Von Steuben Panthers, Phillip Wildcats, and the Kenwood Broncos. And in Class 7A, two schools represented, Simeon Wolverines and the Lincoln Park Lions. And in the Class 8A, as in 1A, we have one lone school carrying the Chicago Public League flag, the Taft Eagles. Blessings to each of you on your run at a state title for the football season. On today's show, one of the 22 coaches we just mentioned joins us with a few of his shining stars on another edition of the Coaches Chatter. We talk with athletic director and head football coach of Dunbar High School coach Abdullah Assad is our special guest on the Coaches Chatter. We'll also let you know where you can find scores and updates on all the schools in the state playoffs in football, girls volleyball, and boys soccer. Speaking of girls volleyball, gotta give special hollers out to the teams that made it. Air Force Academy Lady Falcons, Disney Lady Titans, we got the Ag Science Lady Cyclones, Limbloom Lady Eagles, Back of the Yard College Prep Lady Bobcats, we got the Hancock Lady Eagles, Westinghouse Warriors, the North Lawndale Phoenix, Little Village Phoenix, Peyton Grizzlies, Morgan Park Lady Mustangs, Jones Eagles, Whitney Young Lady Dolphins, and the Lane Tech Lady Indians. Congratulations to all of you young ladies going for a state championship in girls volleyball. We invite everyone to follow and holler at us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter. You can find us at Urban Fieldhouse. If you're on Facebook, show us some love by liking and inviting others to the High School Holler Sports Show page. We appreciate the love from you. Remember to check us out on Facebook Live also during our H2S2 Game of the Week coverage. Coming up next, we talk to Abdullah Assad, the athletic director and head coach at Dunbar High School, our special guest in the Coach's Chatter on the High School Holler Sports Show. I'm Coach Asad, coach of the Dunbar Mighty Men, and it's time for Coach's Chatter on H2S2 Show. Are you- 
Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the Illinois High School Association. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area who are fans of sports to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFuel media.com and in the subject line type i want to join h2s2 reporting crew and in 100 words or less tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent every email will be reviewed so don't hesitate or wait here's the chance to join h2s2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next tune in every saturday to the high school holla sports show man get up out of here I'm James Glover, representing Dunbar High School. Jaquan Jones, representing Dunbar High School. Zachary Fellow, representing Dunbar Mighty Man. Tyrese Curl, representing Dunbar Mighty Man. Exclusive hot new high school holla. Here it comes. Welcome, everyone. It's time for another edition of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter segment. Joining us this week in the coach's seat, we have the athletic director and head football coach of the Dunbar Mighty Men and Women, Abdullah Assad, as our special guest on the Coaches Chatter. Welcome to the H2S2, Coach Assad. Thank you, sir. Excited to be here. Coach Assad, we always ask our guests to share one of their memorable moments from their high school days. What is one of your memorable moments of high school? Uh, I went to Morgan Park High School. I graduated in 2010. And I would say my best moment in high school, I couldn't just name one. It was building a bond with my brothers, guys that I'm still friends with. Ten years from now, we play elementary football together. We went to high school together. So building those memories with those guys was the most important thing to me. So I can't pinpoint one thing. It was just it was one big, huge moment for me. Coach Asai, tell us how you first got into coaching and what inspired you to coach on the high school level. Funny story. So my grandfather actually was uh, one of the assistant coaches on his Julian 
teams from the 80s and the 90s. So coaching is in my blood. Uh, my godfather, he coached in the NFL. He coached in college for a while. My first experience at coaching when I was in high school, I ran like a summer sports camp for younger kids and I started training kids throughout college. I actually was a college coach for uh, one year at Augsburg College. I was a defensive backs coach there and I kind of got away from coaching. I didn't want football to define me. You know, I was at a state where I was like, you know, I can do other things, but came back around to it. Football is what I love. Coaching is what I love. Mentorship is what I love. And the person that inspired me the most was my grandfather. My grandfather had a huge, Will Smith Jr. is his name, a huge impact on me coaching. I, I don't know where I would be without my grandfather right now, but that's what got me going with coaching. We speak about influences and in coaching. Your grandfather, I remember back in those 80s, the Julian Jaguars were nothing to mess with. Prep bowls. Who are some of the other influences along with your grandfather? One of the guys that played for my grandfather, Howard Griffith. He's a mentor of mine. He played in the NFL, played through college. He was someone I could always go and I can talk to. Uh, Randall Townsell, another Julian guy. You see a pattern of the Julian guys. You know, he was one of my first trainers that I had. Corwin Brown was another one, played in the league, coached in the league. Another one of my mentors, my college coach, Coach Todd Strop. He came my junior year. I was having some issues, uh, you know, with the head coach that I had before. And Coach Strop came in, he sat me down, told me what his expectations were. And our relationship just grew from there. I actually was talking to him this weekend about some game plan and things that were going on. So it's excellent. So those are some of the guys that, you know, inspired me. Some of my influences, guys that I can call on the telephone right now and talk to them about anything, whether it's life, coaching, football, whatever it is. But I think that's huge to have mentorship. And it's funny, you mentioned a few of those guys that I personally know. So those are some great influence. But Coach Asai, you wear another hat that many people and listeners might not know about as an athletic director. Tell us a little bit about that. My role that I came before, I was a regional athletic director for elementary sports. So initially, I just interviewed for the coaching spot. So just quite naturally with me knowing how things work in CPS um, from coming from the district lens, he thought it would be a good transition. The other thing that I do in the school is I'm a conflict resolution specialist, which is also basically like a dean in the school. So I deal with discipline. Like I said, it's another thing as far as mentorship goes. It's not all about punishing the kids. It's about getting the kids to understand what you did, why you did it, and getting them to correct their behavior. So those are huge, huge things. Our athletic programs, I'm trying to take Dunbar over the top. I want a swim team here. We got this big pool. I want a tennis team. Next fall when we come out, I, I want it to be a cross country out there practicing, co-ed, 16-inch out there practicing, football out there practicing, hopefully tennis. You know, that's my goal. That's my vision, you know, for Dunbar High School. What is it about Dunbar? Tell me about the spirit of Dunbar that brought you here. Um, So when I seen the job opened up, you know, I just, like, I, like it was a thing where I was, like, wanted to get back into coaching, but I know the rich history of Dunbar with Coach Johnson, you know, in the 80s, 90s, you know, early 2000s. They have a rich culture here. They have a very, very proud alumni, and I saw it as an opportunity where we were here. It's in a prime area in the city. It's one of the better areas in the city. We got a good group of kids. We, you know, we kicked out a lot of the kids that were, you know, some issues from past years. So we got a good group of kids. And I felt like I could come in, especially with the neighborhood, with the kids that I've seen in the community and just come in and do something special. I watched these guys play last year and I felt like if I can come in and put some structure into place, get some discipline into place, their athletic ability would just take it over. That's where we are right now. And when you think about the coaching, especially at this level, it's not easy in the city of Chicago and in the public league with so many obstacles to overcome. What are some of the challenges you face as a high school coach? This is going to sound crazy to you, but this year hasn't been challenging for me at all. I got great support from the alumni. I have great support from the administration in the school. These kids are great. And I'm not saying that because these kids are sitting right here with me. They're a great group of kids. And they'll tell you, when I first came, a lot of them kind of looked at me sideways because, you know, I came in differently. I came in and I was stern with them. You know, but I told them, I said, if you all come in and you trust me, you know, we're going to take this thing far. I mean, we got a guy sitting right here, Tyree Skurlock. He didn't even play the first game. But he came out, he watched the first game, and he was like, man, I got to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Another guy that's sitting right here, you know, James Glover. You know, we had some things at first. 
But now anything I say, James is doing it. And, you know, I appreciate these guys so much. These kids have a lot of heart. They're fighters along with their athletic ability. Uh, and I'm proud of them. I'm just very proud of them. So I haven't really had any issues. I'm not going to lie to you. Let's talk about the things that we see in the news on a constant. When we talk about the, the senseless violence, how do you deal with it with your players? One thing my players will tell you is I'm big on player safety. I don't allow them to go outside after school. I want them in here in study hall. I want them downstairs um, keeping them away from it. Um, I come from a family that's dealt with a lot of violence, gang violence, things like that. My father died you know, on a crossfire when I was five years old. You know, So I'm very passionate about those things, just staying out of trouble and making sure they're doing the right thing you know having them understand that a one second decision could change your whole life and these guys are young men that they charging young men like they're grown men so i just need them to understand you know the repercussions of their decisions you know it's, it's a lot of things going on in the city but i think that you know with the structure that we have in place i'm able to keep my guys on a straight and narrow as a coach we know wins and making the playoffs is one good way to say man that's a reward of coaching share with us some of the other rewards for you of coaching outside of the sport well, one thing I can say is just changing the culture around the school. We started out, you know, our first couple of practices, we had five guys. We had five guys showing up for about two weeks. One day you have five guys, one day you have 12 guys. It just was so inconsistent, we weren't able to do a lot of things. I think we're up to 36 players right now. Those are guys that are seniors. Um, those guys that were freshmen, brand new freshmen coming out. So the mo that's the most exciting thing for me is changing the culture. The other thing is my seniors. I'm so proud of these guys. Not to share too much of their personal business, but a lot of these guys weren't doing very well in the classroom when I got here. Progress reports came out two weeks ago. All my seniors had A's and B's, and I think one C. I, I think that is most important for me than anything, because the thing I tell these guys is if you want to play at the next level, you got to get your grades together. And it's not fake, and it's not a joke. And the fact that they came and they did exactly what I asked them to do makes me want to go even harder for them when it's finding out to get them the best situations they can get into. They trusted me, they listened to what I said, and they handled their business. And I'm so proud. We got seven seniors. I'm so proud of those guys with the progress they've came through. And they're leaders in the school. They're leaders in the school. People are rallying around. And people see what they got going on. I tell them, when you're a football player and you're successful, you know, different stuff going to come at you. You're going to be held to a different standard. And then I used to that. It's like, man, coach, why this person saying this? Why are they saying that? No, that's what you want them to say. You want to be the example. You want to be the example to your other students. You want to be the example to the other kids. I mean, just little things like cursing. You know, in the hallway, you got other students now like, oh, man, you got to give them 10. Give me 10. I mean, it's, it's little things like that that changes the culture around the school. But my senior that grades, man, and just the culture around the school has just been excellent. Yeah, they're excited to come to school. They're excited for, you know, the sports programs that we have and everything else we have going on in the school. Now, this is your first year, I understand, as Dunbar's athletic director and football coach. Tell us what it was like when you first met your team for the first time. My first team meeting with them, like I said, I came in, you know, I told them, sit up straight. I sit in the front of the thing, you know, eyes up, they're looking down, rolling their eyes on the phone. And I just told them, like, this is going to be me. I'm going to be stern, but I'm going to be fair. You know, like I said, it was some little bumps at first, and they kind of look at you sideways because of this and because of that. But you got to build a rapport with these kids, and I think that's one of the biggest things in mentorship and when it comes to coaching is it's not all about me as the coach. I think a lot of times your ego gets caught up in it as the coach, but it's not about you. It's about the kids. If you can't relate to these kids and you can't get them to do what you need them to do, then it doesn't matter. It's about the kids, and it's about learning these kids. All these kids have stories. All these kids have different things they're going through. I have to be sensitive to the things that they're going through if I want them to do something for me. And they're really doing it. It's really not for me. It's really for themselves. You know, even if you want to go and you want to play college football or if it's not something you want to do, 
you know, it's just like everything in life. Everything you do has a way that it's supposed to be done. Okay, if I want to go to college, I got to get my grades. I got to be good in school. If I want to have a job, you know, I have a job one day, I got to show up to school on time. I got to show up to class on time. It's everything is a microchasm of life. And I'm huge on that. Uh, you know, so like I said, when I first met him, like I said, it was some little bumps. But now you see the guys that's sitting here with me right now. If you asked me, you know, three months ago, did I think we'd be here? Our relationship would be here. I don't know if I can answer that question. Obviously, with my confidence and I know what I'm going to bring to the table. Absolutely. But the strides that we've taken have been incredible. I always like to hear about the camaraderie amongst coaches. Start with telling us how you pick your coaching staff here at Dunbar. So everything I do, I'm, I'm family-oriented. All my guys on my coaching staff, my offensive line coach is sitting right here. Been my best friends since we were 14 years old. Play elementary football together, play high school football together. He's one of the best offensive linemen I've ever seen play. As soon as I got this opportunity, he was in Missouri. I told him, I said, hey, bro, I need you to come back. Say no more. He didn't hesitate. I'm going to be there. I'm going to figure this out. Working in the school now. We figure it out. We family. We do it together. One of my other good friends, he's our uh, co-offensive coordinator. Played high school ball with me. We went to high school together. Played college ball together. As soon as they move back, hey, I need you to come with me. Say no more. He's working in the school right now. Our running backs coach. Played against him in high school. Went to college together. Come in. Say no more. Whatever you need me to do. Our wide receivers coach is a guy that I mentored. I trained him in high school. He's 22 now. Hey, Malik, I need you. Whatever you need, I'm here. You know, and, and, and that's what it is for my, my whole staff, how it came about, you know, building them up with each other. You know, we got another coach, Coach Exy's on the staff. Coach Exy was the head coach last year. We talked out everything, and he was like, man, I want to be a part of the program. I want to be a part of, you know, doing what we're going to do. And he's here. And he's been a great mentor for these guys the four years they've been here. So it was huge him staying here to kind of broker that relationship with me and the guys. Uh, our other call offensive coordinator, Coach Bobby, we play in the flag football league together. You know, he reached out to me and he was like, man, you know, I'm interested. You know, I've never really coached before. Okay, cool. I'm all about giving people opportunities and I'm all about having my people around me, my family around me that I know are going to keep me in check. Guys that I know I can keep in check and we check each other. But at the end of the day, it's all about the common goal. And that's my whole thing. We got one goal. We got one mission. There's no ego about it. It's not about me. It's not about the coaching staff. It's not about the players. It's about the program. It's about Dunbar High School. Everything we need to do, the personal stats don't matter. You care about the wins and the losses, obviously. You know, but the impact is the biggest thing. And having people around you that you want to do it around is huge for me. We are with the head football coach and athletic director of Dunbar High School, Abdullah Assad, our special guest on the Coach's Chatter. Let's talk for a moment about the Dunbar football program, Coach. It's been a long time since the Dunbar Mighty Men have made it to an IHSA state playoff. What was it like reforming the Dunbar football program? It was beautiful. It was one of the most spectacular things I ever seen, man, you know, to because I didn't know all the stuff coming from Dunbar last year. I didn't know they were two and seven. I didn't know the point differential. I didn't know any of those things. Only thing I knew is I seen them play last year. You know, we won our first game. You know, everybody was like, oh, okay, okay, good. Then you won your second game. Well, we had to go through some adversity. You know, we had only been together for a short period of time. You went through some adversity. We got punched in the mouth and we punched back and we came back and won that football game. And now it's 2-0. We got a little article in the paper. Everybody's like, whoa, what is going on over here? And every week, you know, you've seen the scores grow. You've seen the scores grow. I mean, uh, at first it was 18-0. Next game was 13-8. I can't remember what the next game was, but then we started putting 40 on people. 40 on people, 40 on people. Shut out. Seven points here, seven points there. And it became a standard of these are the points we're going to put up. 
My whole thing when I came into the school, when I got interviewed, first question they asked about football was, what kind of offense you put in? I said, I don't care what kind of offense we put in. We're based off the personnel. I said, we're going to have a lockdown defense. I said, I promise you that. I said, because the other team don't score points, we're fine. We're going to always be in the game. That's my thing. That's my mentality. And it took us a couple weeks to kind of figure out our identity offensively. We got a three-headed monster at our running back. Three-headed monster. You got thunder. You got lightning. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. Our offensive line is coming together uh, tremendously. You know, our defensive team in general. I mean, we put pressure on guys. We come in. We're going to cover you. We're not hiding what we're doing. Not hiding what we're doing. We're going to line up. We're going to play. And maybe that's the Julian, that Julian, you know, pedigree in me. You know, they ran the 46 defense. We don't run 46 defense, but we come up. We show you. We're going to send pressure. We come in. We're going to cover. We're going to see if you're better than us. And that's the thing I wanted those guys to understand. When you come from being two and seven and the program being what the program is, you got to have that confidence. At first, it was like, man, you know, we doing this, we doing that. No, you all have to believe that you can do this. And when we got that belief, now they're walking around like, man, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We, we know we, we started, I think we started out three and then we lost one game. That completely shifted the mindset for everybody because it was a team we played that were more disciplined than us. And I told our guys in those first four games we played, I said, those mistakes that we were making against teams that I don't think were as good as us started to come to bite us. And the thing I would tell them all the time is you got to pay attention to the little things, the little things, the little things. And they saw all those little things unfold. And even in that game, we fought. We turned the ball over on downs, but we got four stops in the fourth quarter. That's all I can ask for as a coach. We've given our guys an opportunity to play. And since then, like I said, just piling up the points, piling up the stops and it's been incredible. I'm excited. Yeah, I haven't been as excited about football, you know, since the, I played last in college. So it's been an incredible journey so far. Who are some of the talented student-athletes on this Dunbar team that has been key for the Dunbar making it to the postseason? So like I said, I got a group of seniors. Uh, Tyree Skurlock, he's one of our defensive ends. Uh, Zyshawn Fowler, uh, he's our center. He mans the middle of the offensive line. He's a defensive lineman. Jaquan Jones, he's one of our free safeties. Wante Woodard, he's another one of our safeties. James Glover, he's one of our running backs and our linebackers. I don't want to miss no guys, man. Our quarterback, Leron Owens, uh, he's been excellent for us this year. Been a good leader. His twin brother. K. Ron Owens is another one of our running backs and slot receivers have been playing big time for us. Man, I, I can go off and name, but those are the ones that, you know, are just off the top of my head. We got a talented, talented group of guys, man. And these guys, they got a lot of heart. And we got a few of these guys here. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a few of the mighty men that Coach Assad has talked about next on the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show. My name is Zachan Fowler. I play center and D tackle on the Dunbar Mighty Man. And I support the H2S2 show, the only sports talk show for high school sports. Praise the Lord. Need life? Get Life and Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suite located at 16245 South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church, Homewood Suites, Orland Park, Illinois. This is James Glover representing Dunbar High School, the Mighty Man and Women. 
I am Jaquan Jones, one of the shining stars of Dunbar Money Man, and it's time to share a moment with the other shining stars of the H2S2 show. Welcome back to the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show. We are in the middle of our Coach's Chatter segment with Dunbar Athletic Director and Head Football Coach Abdullah Asad. And some of his shining stars happen to pop in. So we want to take a quick moment to talk with them. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Tell us your name, your year, and how you representing for the Mighty Men. Uh, I'm James Glover, and I'm a senior, and I'm a running back, you feel me? Y'all know how I'm coming. Mighty man to the end. That's it. That's all. Jaquan Jones, senior, best safety in the state. Uh, Tommy Scurlock, best DN and tight end in the state. My name is Ashawn Fowler, center and D-tackle to Dunbar Mighty Man. Now, I want to start with you guys sharing with us. You guys have a tremendous season. You guys are headed downstate. Your number two seed in Class 3A. How did that feel? Actually, it was like a, a breaking point in our life because we never thought that we could get here. And then when Coach Asai came and started showing us that he's down for us, we started giving our all to him and the team. And it helped us become better players and more disciplined as football players and leaders on the team. I know that they had a little showing of the brackets and things like that. Did any of y'all watch that? Yeah, well, one of our teammates showed us that. He started to talk group chat, and I was I was happy. How'd you feel when you heard Dunbar, Mighty Men, number two seed? It was like a dream come true. I always wanted to make it to the playoffs in high school, and to see it on TV, well, we really made it. It was true. It was real. How hard did you guys put into the making this season come true? Just like we just kept working, pushing each other in practice every day. Like we had little bets on the side, like who's gonna get this play right, who's gonna get that play right, and we just be competing with each other on the field and off the field. Now I asked Coach Aside about his first meeting with you guys. I want to ask all four of you, what was it like when you first met Coach A? I was gonna choose to play like basketball for my reps for my last year. One of my teammates that told me like, man, you should come to this look, this game. I'm like, I right, come to the game. So I came, I watched them play, like, I get, they get in a little groove, but it was like, once I seen that, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to play, so he must have seen me in the stands and told me to come down to the locker room. He instantly asked me, like, you should, you need to play this sport right now, like, this is what you need right here, we need you, this is you a new piece to our team. And how'd that make you feel? Man, I was just so happy about it, but because last year we was like two and seven, playing like Simeon, Nazareth, all that. After week two, I came in, we played Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, it was like, I was just playing strictly offense, but they like, there was no pressure from the D-line at first, so I had to go at the end. So soon when at the end, the whole game changed. Like, I changed the whole game for us for that day. That gave us that victory, though. That beast came out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Southwest Minnesota State. Called you the next day. The next day, yeah. That's a good story. That's going to be sticking with you for a long time, won't it? Yeah, it will. Tell us about your first meeting when you first met Coach A. I'm betting some real. <laughs> he came into the locker room. I'm playing as usual. I'm just playing before practice. He tell me, stop playing, get over here and sit down. I looked at him like, I didn't know who he was at first, right? He told me he the coach. I didn't like him at first. Got to know him. Cool. Like, nah, nah I can come talk to him about anything, nah. This is my first year playing football. So my teammate, James, he inboxed me like, you should mind as well come play football. And I'm like, all right, I'll come. So I came and during the summer for a little bit. 
I like it, so I just continue playing there. At first, I ain't like OJ because they ain't like him. Yeah. <laughs> it was so a group I, thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, so then he got to know him better. He's a good dude. So you, you did a little <laughs> recruiting around here. You got some guys on board. Yeah. So tell me about the first meeting with OJ. See, I definitely didn't like him. It was like... It was like a new new person coming in. It was like change, and I don't like change a lot. So it was like when he came in, I was resistant to like really give my all into him. And then like once I saw that he was really like giving his all, and he putting himself in predicaments where it's for the team and it's not about him. I really started giving my all into coach's side. And once I started giving my all, others did because I'm a leader, you feel me? And it was like ever since then, he's been a male model and a father figure in my life so far. And I like him a lot. What's it like playing for Coach A? Oh, it's fun. The most thing I like about his defense, I used to like offense all day, but the most thing I like is not his defense. So the defense we run and the stuff I be doing, it just be fun. He put the love back into the sport for me because it was a point in time when I was like, I'm done with it. After I broke my leg my freshman year, I was just like, I'm done with the sport. Then he brought it to me like, you work harder here, you're going to get this down. Basically, told me eat. I like it, but I don't. He don't want to let me run the ball. <laughs> Like, I can't run the ball or something, but it's good, though. Look, when you get the interception... I got two. And did you take it to the house? Nope. What's it like playing for Coach A? It's aggressive, but I like it because he's a hands-on person, and he'll get on the field, run with us, put his hands on us, like, really, like, show us how things are supposed to be done, and that's how I like the coaching to be. So, if I were to put you and Coach A in a foot race, who would win? Me, hands down. Okay, I'm putting my money on Coach A because, you know, the old the old veteran got tricks that he don't know about. I got to say this, man. I am thoroughly impressed with the Mighty Man and what you guys do on the field. What would you like to tell the Dunbar fans on what they missed out on all season long? Wake up. Stop sleeping. That was good. <laughs> What's coming is this state championship that we finna win. That's it. That's all. Coming up on history. Second team in public school to win state. That's all the doubt. Everybody had doubt on us. Just, just beat the odds. Yeah. We just beat the odds. That's it. All right, now I'm going to ask a fun question. Who got the best nickname out of four of y'all? Well, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start with you. What's, what's your nickname on the squad? They just call me T.Y. T. Tiptoes. Oh, you got to tell me that one. T.Y. Tiptoes. What's, what's up with that one? Because every time I get to the sideline or the ball overthrow, and I always drag my feet. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. What's your nickname? My nickname Ferrari Fatboy. Come with it. I want to know. I don't know how I got the nickname. Somebody <laughs> gave it to you? Yeah, James gave it to me. So James got the story, bro. Yeah, he got the story behind But you like it? Yeah, I like it. That's my name now. They've been calling me Peter Pan since freshman year. <laughs> hey, where'd that come from? I ain't gonna lie. I was like... I was a, a bad kid freshman year, and I used to just say anything first day of school. That teacher asked what's my name, I said Peter Pan, and it just stuck with it. James, it always comes back to James. Oh, <laughs> James. All right, what's your nickname, James? Oh, Crazy James. Want me to tell you why? Yeah, I, I, I would like to know why. Because look, no matter what, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get the job done. That's why. <laughs> now tell me about Ferrari Fatboy. Oh, Ferrari. Where that come from? Oh, Ferrari, he was trying to get up in the right receiver's line, you feel me? Go catch some catches. <laughs> so, you feel me? He routed him up. He routed Peter Pan up. You feel me? Caught it and looked at him. So, that's my boy, Ferrari Fatboy. That's it. That's all. I want to give you guys an opportunity, as we say on the show, to holler at the people who are listening to this today. Holler at your family and friends 
and those who have supported you? Uh, I want to say thanks to my mom for being the number one supporter. Well, my father died up at a young age, so she's been my, my father, my mother, my hands-down supporter no matter what. And I want to thank her and Coach Asai for being here with me. Well, I want to thank my brother because anything I ask him for, and he'll come support. He'll give me anything I want. My daddy work a lot, so he can't be coming in now. Yeah, I'm shout out to my brother. I just want to thank my mama. She's been at every game this year. She also one of the reasons why I didn't give up on the sport. She told me, this is not something you're going to give up on. I see the talent in you. She don't even watch sports. I don't like to shout out my brother because my pop's sick right now in a little bit. He the one that told me like get back on the field because he used to play for them too. We used to play with each other. So got back on the field because of him and Miss Norice, my, my old teacher. Man, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys, man. Thank you. And Coach A, how does it feel when you hear your players describe the love you give to them, how you change their perspective? That's what it's all about. That's what coaching is about. That's what mentorship is about. And this just all came full circle. You know, before I took this job, there was a lot of people close to me that doubted it. You know, they were like, man, I don't think that's a good job. You know, I think it's career suicide if you take that job. You know, the school may not be open next year, yada, yada, yada. And the thing I told them, I said, any situation I come in on, I'm going to affect change in a positive way. Uh, regardless of what you say, I've always been a person, you know, they people told me things I couldn't do. And, you know, I turned it around, you know, said when one of those, oh, man, that's a good win. You go two of those, oh, man, that's a good win. You go three and those, like, man, what they doing over there? And now we look at the end of the season, I'm eight and one. For all the people that was telling me it was a bad job and, you know, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. These are the main people that are like, man, I need to trust you. I need to trust you. I tell everybody I had a vision for this job. I came in in the interview and I had a, my plan of action for what I was going to do to boost enrollment help enrollment, get my kids on the right track, get my kids grades. I want my kids to have every opportunity available to them. And it's awesome, you know, and it's all coming full circle right now. I seen in high school the things that I felt coaches should have done better. And I try to just take those, the positive things they taught me and the things that I didn't like so much and try to put them into my kids. But, you know, to hear them say that, you know, those guys, they can call me anytime. You know, if they need something, I told them, I said, if you want to go to college, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you get there. You know, you just got to do your part. These guys been doing their part, so I do whatever for them. What kind of difference, in your experience, does a coach make on young people? Oh, it's huge. A coach, as you heard some of these guys say, a lot of guys have father figures in their life, but a lot of kids don't have father figures. The thing that I realized as a player, the words that your coach says to you, it holds weight like a father figure. So if you're cursing these kids out all the time, you're telling them they can't do this, you're telling them they can't do that, they're not good enough to do this and do that, they're going to take those words with them, and it's going to hold with them for a long time. It's things that coaches said to me who I looked up to that were mentors to me that I didn't like, and I remember those things to this day. Those things impact you way longer down your life, you know, if you don't learn how to cope with them and let them go. The effects of the coach are huge. You know, like I said, he is another. You're spending so much time with these kids. I mean, they get here at 8 o'clock. We don't get out of practice at 6 o'clock. I'm spending almost 12 hours a day with these kids, you know, and I'm, I'm pouring into them. They're pouring into me. They're doing extra, doing their homework, studying. I mean, that's just what it's about, man. What should our listeners know about coaching that they can't see on the field or in a win-loss column? You got to teach kids about life. You have to help them understand that besides the sport, outside of the sport, you got a bigger life than this bigger life than this. You got to understand consequences. Uh, you got to understand, uh, uh, you know, the repercussions of your decisions. And I think a lot of times because they're in high school, it's such an insulated place. They don't really understand. You know, you think you can come to class late and you just think it's okay. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to come to class late because one day you're going to have a job. And if you keep showing up late, you're going to get fired. If you got a family, 
you can't support your family anymore. My guys decide they want to go to college, it ain't, oh no, I'm just going to show up late for 5.30 lift. You show up late for 5.30 lift and you're going to run. You show up late for something else again, they're going to send you a bus ticket home. And it's real life. And I need them guys when they go out here 17, 18 years old for you to understand that it is real in the real world. You got to be accountable for your actions. You got to be accountable for everything that you do. Coach Asai, what is it that you hope as a coach that you've provided every player that ever played for you? Um, that they can always come to me for whatever it is that they need. A recommendation for a job, advice about life, advice about something that's going on. I want to be able to be there for all my guys outside of the sport. Like I told you, my grandfather, Will Smith, J.W. Smith, they're guys that Julian alumni is one of the closest alumni I've ever seen. When my grandfather calls out on those guys or J.W. calls out on those guys, it's 40 guys that show up. They show up because of the things that my grandfather poured in them, things that J.W. you know poured into them. And 30 years down the line, they still got that connection and they still got that bond. That's what I want. You know, when I get, you know, old and great one day, you know, and I have a birthday party or I have something, you know, I'm going to Dunbar Hall of Fame, whatever it is. You know, I want my guys to come back and I want to see James with a family, Mary doing some success. I want to see Tyrese with the same thing, Zashan, Jaquan. I want to see these guys come back and even they're pouring into kids and mentorship. Those are the things that I would like to see down the line. And what has every player in return given to you as a coach? Uh, their respect and their loyalty, which is the, the two most biggest things that I appreciate just in life in general. They never disrespect me. We may have disagreements. I'll pull them off to the side and they yes coach, no coach. And they're very loyal. They're protective of this pro. They're proud. They're proud kids. They're proud of their program. You know, even when they were going through the things they went through last year, it was a stable of guys that were here every day in the summertime and you can just tell that they were proud of everything so as long as I got their loyalty and as long as I got their trust it's everything that I need even if we went 0-9 this year that they worked hard for me and it's been fine it's fine you know they just so happen to be a talented group of kids and we got the work done. Coach A in one word how would you describe your coaching experience? Life changing. I'm sorry I know that's two words but that's all right. I, I like that explain it. I was born to be a coach. I was. I was born to be a coach. I was born to mentor people. That is my purpose. I think that's what God put me on this earth for. I was running away from it so long because, like I said, I didn't want the sport to define me. But like I said, I, it's in my blood. I just have a natural inclination to do these kind of things. I love coaching the sport. I love mentoring people. Um, I had so many mentors in my life. People are so busy with their own lives. They don't have time to go out and, you know, really do mentorship things. When I was working, um, you know, with sports admin, you know, I was able to see the kids, but I wasn't able to be around the kids, you know, hands on and anything else I was doing in my life. But I can affect every kid in the school, not just my football players, students who are not my football players who come in here who need advice about things who need advice about, you know, going left or going right or making a split decision. I'm able to sit here and I'm able to talk to these kids and building those relationships with those kids is the most beautiful thing I could ask for. If I'm not here to give these kids knowledge, then I feel like my time been wasted on this earth. Coach aside, we offer the players an opportunity. As you heard, holler out to the people that supported you. Who would you like to give a special holler out to today? First and foremost, I'd like to give a special shout out to my mother. My mother, she raised me and my sister. She was a single mom. Like I said, my dad died, you know, when I was very young. My mom has always been in my corner, day one, you know, showing up to football games, making sure I had everything that I needed. And my mom was the same way I am. She was stern, but she was very fair. I love my mother so much. We wouldn't trade her for nothing in the world. 
Uh, my godfather, uh, one of my godfathers, Greg Johnson, he's a guy that worked, you know, with my grandfather. And, you know, I was having some issues with my mom, just teenage stuff. And, you know, he kind of took on that responsibility. I lived with him, you know, throughout high school. And he's a he's a dad to me. You know, he's a he's a father to me. I can go to him for anything. And I missed out on my grandfather, like I spoke about before. Great man. Instilled in me a lot of the things that I live by today. My grandmother, uh, my sister, she's in college right now. She's super supportive. Shoot me text messages every morning. Uh, my mentors that I shouted out, my coaching staff. I believe I have the best coaching staff in the state. You know, they're a hardworking group, family-oriented group. And then my all my friends, man. I, I play founder of a co-ed flag football team uh, called Stony Island Sailors. Um, that's been like a little, you know, family for me. I don't have a very, very big family. But that group has become, you know, my family. It's a group of guys and girls that went to high school with, you know, met them. Uh, very family-oriented. They come to the game. They support my kids. So those are some of the people I like to shout out. So I had a lot of influence. I could go on for hours, but those are the ones that top of my head. Well, Coach, I want you to tell the Dunbar fans and our listeners what they can expect in these IHSA state playoffs. You can expect a well-prepared, hard-working very physical football team in these state playoffs. A very resilient group. They're not going to give up. They're going to come out. They're going to play excited. They're going to party. They're going to have fun. And for all my, my people out there, you know, Dunbar alum, you know, haven't been really around this year, I, I just urge you guys to come out and support the Mighty Men. These guys have been working very, very hard. They've been putting the work in. They've been putting the time in. Nothing would be better. You know, Saturday, you guys can come support us. 2 p.m. at Casal Stadium. It's going to be a show. And you can definitely go out because this show ends at 1 o'clock, so you you got an hour to get there. Coach, where can they find more information about your flag football organization? So we play in a flag football league called Absolute Athletics. Uh, you can go to the website, absoluteathletics.com. You know, they call it A2. We play in the championship game this upcoming Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock at Hales Franciscan High School. So if you guys want to come out and support Stony Island Sailors. Make sure you come out tomorrow. Support the Stony Island Sailors. Coach Abdullah Asad, thank you for joining us as our special guest on this edition of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter segment. Congrats again. Good luck to you and the Dunbar Mighty Men in these IHSA Class 3A high school football playoffs. Bring us home a title, Coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to get it done. Don't get it done. All right. Stay with us. There's more on the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Hi, this is Tyree Scarlock, tight end and DM for Dunbar High School, and you are tuning in to Hollow Sports Show. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line, type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday to the High School Holla Sports Show. Hey, ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? 
Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports, located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national, to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in Illinois, who do you meet? Answer, men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question, so where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer, high school sports. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. That's our show for this week. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show. We want to thank all of our guests on this week's show, Dunbar's athletic director and head football coach, Abdullah Asai, along with his four shining stars, the seniors from the Dunbar Mighty Men football squad, James Glover, a.k.a. Crazy J, Jaquan Jones, a.k.a. Peter Pan, Dashaun Fowler, a.k.a. Ferrari Fat Boy, and Tyree Skurlock, a.k.a. T.Y. Tippy Toe. Go out there and bring it on home because we want to remind everyone there's a lot of games taking place throughout the city today. Make sure you go out and show your support and love for these schools competing for a state title, even if it's not necessarily your school. It's a Chicago public school, and they're representing for the city of Chicago and CPS. I've covered quite a few of these playoff games, and the teams from other parts of the state travel to support their teams. Why shouldn't we? We should be doing the same. As Dunbar's coach Asad mentioned in his interview, when we show these teams we believe in them, they will deliver. And I'm looking for more history to be made in these playoffs. We took a lot of tough losses last night, I'm telling you. But today's a new day. Here are a few of Chicago area schools hosting games this afternoon. So we encourage everyone to go out and cheer on. The Or Spartans ranked fifth hosting the number 12 Leroy at Or High School. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. in Class 1A. In Class 2A, Collins will be at Lane Stadium at 4 p.m. playing host to the number 11 Chicago Christian out of Palos Heights. And our special guest on the show today, ranked number two, you heard it, the Dunbar Mighty Men out of the Class 3A, host the 15th rate team, Hersher 
That game takes place at Ecosol Stadium, 2 p.m. kickoff. Number seven ranked Clark Eagles play host at Rockney Stadium tonight at 6 p.m. to the number 10 ranked Spring Valley out of Hall, Illinois. A game in Class 7A has Coach Sean Finnan and his Ag Science Cyclones ranked number seven hosting the number 10 Johnsburg tonight at Gately Stadium, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. The Phillip Wildcats ranked number four make their third run at a state title this one in class 6a as they host number 13 lake forest at 1 p.m that's at gateway stadium and after that game the kenwood broncos ranked number three host the number 14 crystal lake today at gateway stadium at 4 p.m we would like to thank all of our show sponsors who partner with us to make it possible to bring you the best show in Chicago for high school sports. If you are a school, coach, or athletic organization who is hosting a sports camp or training event that helps Chicago area youth, let us know. We want to lend our support by giving it a mention on the show to help get the word out. It's a part of our mission statement to keep kids safe from the streets while learning to become better athletes. Young people, check out this week's quote from the great Chicago Bull, the legendary Michael Jordan, who once said, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. So let's go out there and bring home some championships. Make sure you go check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Urban Field House. Also, like our page, the High School Hall of Sports Show, on Facebook as well. We appreciate the love from you and share the H2S2 show with others. I want to remind you all that you can listen to a broadcast of the day show along with all of our past shows and segments by visiting the Urban Fieldhouse Media website at www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com. For all of our iPhone users, you can also subscribe to us on our podcast on iTunes. If you like SoundCloud, you can follow us and listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Just search for us at those under the name Urban Fieldhouse Media. Holler at us every Saturday at 12 noon. Remember, God loves you and we do too. I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey, headed to cheer on the Chicago Public League football teams from stadium to stadium today. Until next week, High School Holla.